Happy summer, everyone. It's Matt Harmon from New York Red Bulls Radio. The break comes to a close for the Red Bulls who get back to work in Major League Soccer with Chicago tomorrow night. We catch up with a couple of the young guys that are on the roster and hope to carry New York back to the top of the table in the Eastern Conference. Kyle Duncan and Tom Barlow. It's our players-only podcast, Kicking It, on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. Straight from the training field, in for our monthly podcast, we started off with Red Bull defender Kyle Duncan, who's good enough to give us some time. Kyle, the most important thing, as you're sitting down, first of all, I say a good afternoon to you, and I appreciate you coming by. Uh, You are on a little bit of a time schedule. You're getting your hair cut today? Yeah. You have maybe the best hair on the entire team, right? I mean, you must walk around the locker room saying that. Yeah, I change my hair all the time. So. I mean, you've gone... Different braids, mm-hmm. full-on afro. Yeah, I do braids, I do twists, I do afro. What are we going with today? Um, same braids that I have now. Um, I just want to clean it up a little bit. A little cleanup, a little, a little post-international break yeah. cleanup. Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. All right. Um, they say, in it's probably more of something that they talk about with, with the sport of baseball, but they say the, the dog days of summer. Um, after the international break, you guys are moving into a really busy um, time period. Yeah. You've got the game against Chicago. You've got a really busy July. Obviously, the weather's starting to heat up. Is this the time that, let's just say, you you can separate yourself a little bit? You know, having that international break, being fresh, but now coming back and looking. I mean, in essence, you've got July, August, September. Mm-hmm. The season's three months left in the regular season it, it's kind of go time you mean the international break that we just had the international break you just had okay well obviously you know chris knows that he can switch out guys you know he's very like round with guys he knows who he can play in certain positions and he trusts everyone so i mean the international break was nice i didn't really go anywhere i stayed in new york because <laughs> family's there so yeah i know i mean listen you're you're a new york guy through and through spent some time obviously with with the academy before making that move yeah uh, to Europe, something that you and I had talked about on on an earlier episode of Red Bull Insider. Um, now that you are back, and I, and I'll say fully back because last year was probably that like transition year for you in a way, right? Twenty eighteen, you kind of get back. Yeah. Then you have the injury. I would say now a full off season, feeling really good, getting the playing time. Do you feel better this year at this time of the year than you did a year ago, minus um, the injury? Oh, before the injury. Okay, yeah. yeah. I feel better coming back this year and pretty confident in myself because I know that I have a lot of more lot more composure than last year, you know, a little bit more experience with nine games under my belt. I was only four games in last year, so it's going well. Is it is it hard to um, because listen, I, I think sometimes people forget for you, mm-hmm. you're still a young guy. Yeah. I'm you're still well. you're still figuring it out. You're still going through the ups and downs of what any young player would also, do. Second year of MLS. So. Yeah, second so, year of MLS. So back in a new league. Mm-hmm. Um, is it difficult trying to find that level of consistency that you want for yourself as a player? Not really, because being in France, you know, I gain a little bit of experience of being composed and staying calm and also knowing when I'll get my chance. 
because you know there's other outside backs like uh, Amir, Kimar, Connor. So I'm patient. Patient, but like anybody else, wanting to play. Yeah, right? definitely. Um, so there's always that level, and I I have always found it fascinating since I've been fortunate enough to start with with my role here with with radio mm-hmm. to watch the intensity that takes place mm-hmm. at practice because <laughs> those are your teammates but those on on some levels they're trying to make sure that they impress the coaching staff too to play yeah, that's how it works um when we get on the field off the field we're friends you know yeah i love you dovey hello what's up but when we get on the field we know we have to be rough with each other no matter what we argue hit each other kick each other we help each other up say carry on with the game but so in at, at one point today um as i was out watching training and you guys were doing the the three on two drill yeah. um which every which everybody loves to do mm-hmm. you took a, a slight little cleat at one point yeah and i saw one of the trainers come cleat over to my knee the magic spray that's yeah. what everybody says <laughs> the magic, uh, spray, the magic cool. spray does it really work yeah it was it works like it just takes takes the edge I, I off yeah i wouldn't even use it if it didn't work as soon as Tom said, okay, you want some cold spray? I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's it. Yeah. And then you're back up and ready to go. I mean, you have to run through it a little bit, and then the pain starts to go away, but it's pretty good. Uh, when you made the decision, Kyle, to go to France, mm-hmm. instead of staying here mm-hmm. and being part of, of the Red Bull organization, because in, yeah. in essence, you de- declined the option to stay here, mm-hmm. went overseas, now a couple years removed. Yeah. Is there anything that you would do different, or would you still have – made the same decisions i think one thing i would have done different was school being more focused on school because i was focused on soccer basically my whole life um started playing soccer when i was three moved to florida was just to be better like so i can train every day be outside every day because it's warm and i think school would have been the one thing i would have changed more be more focused and listen to my dad because he told me just focus on school because it can get you places you know and I didn't focus enough so that's the one thing I would have changed because my grades didn't get me into the schools I wanted to get into um I got what did I commit I committed to LIU but I really wanted to go to Monmouth I know you and I have talked about that because I'm a Monmouth guy too yeah I wanted to go to Monmouth um so that's the reason I had chose to go to France because I didn't really want to go to LIU so I gave up that four-year scholarship and headed to France to see where that would take me, you know. And that was an experience that probably as uh, an 18, 19-year-old, mm-hmm. um, as as good as it could be, yeah. because you, you do have to kind of learn as you're going, mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit intimidating as well, right? It was, it was really scary because, you know, I, didn't, I wasn't guaranteed a contract over there, you know. And that's what some of the coaches from LIU were saying. They were saying you're going to give up your four-year um, – scholarship just to go to France not even with a guaranteed contract and I said I'll take my chances because you know soccer is where I wanted to be you know I want to be a professional soccer player so I chased that so tell me about the maybe one of the I'll say highlights for you the most recent you get called into the U23 camp Mm -hmm. um, at this point probably about a month ago give or take you know a a day or a week somewhere in there what was that experience like and and when you left what did you take from it It was great. Um, The tactics are a little bit different with, you know, the club that you're at and um, national team. National team, they build out. Um, I feel like we're more of a playing, playing the um, opponent's half 
and win it back type of type of team and national team we build out we don't kick the ball up the field that's how we play how about here with new york i mean mm -hmm. um we've we've talked about it and i think any any guy on the roster in, yeah. in your locker room would say kyle duncan is his best mm -hmm. when he is going forward yeah. and getting into the attack um and that kind of does suit itself to the way that new york plays mm -hmm. getting those outside backs and getting up the line getting crosses in becoming almost an additional offensive option. But I feel like that's what I need to work on the most, my attacking um, play, because I feel like the, my defensive side is stronger than my attacking play. Um, I need to work on crosses a little bit more because I don't have a left foot like that. So when they put me on the left side, it's hard for me to cross my left foot. I obviously have to cut back and either hit it on my right foot. And that's why I like playing on the right side. You know, it, it's crazy to, um, hear hear you say some of this i mean here mm -hmm. you are playing in the top division in the united states in major league soccer yeah. and yet you will say i need to work on my left foot yeah, definitely. I, I need to get better i need to do this better i need to do that better um because i think a lot of people would just assume not that anybody can't get better mm -hmm. but well, what do you mean you have to work on your left foot you're you're you know a guy who's yeah, playing what, in major league soccer that's the thing people think that we're just like, invincible you know we just we, we can do anything no that's not true how about this um i, I want to say it was i think it was from earlier this week mm -hmm. um in one of the media things after practice tim parker had talked about conversations that he has with you either in training or even during a game yeah and it goes back to something that you were were referencing before on the field it's very competitive it's very combative yeah. even when it's not inner squad like it is in training mm -hmm. during the game there's a lot of you better do this you need to do that mm -hmm. um how does a how does a player internalize that how does a player deal with other guys a little a Luis maybe yelling at kyle duncan during the course of the game i think you should just take it as not anything negative but just take it as motivation they're just trying to make you a better player and make you also make you a better player for the team not only for yourself, you know. Rest of this season uh, for you and Kyle Duncan joining us here. He's the first of our couple of guests on our June edition of our Players Only podcast, Kicking It. We've got Tom Barlow coming up uh, after what will be a quick timeout. But as we wrap things up here with Kyle, um, expectations for you. For, for, I'll say, the second half of this season mm -hmm. because the game against Chicago – it, it kind of does start, especially after the break. It starts the second part of the year. Expectations for me. Um, well, as you can see with Amir and Kamara away, it's only me and Connor here. And I'm just looking to build my playtime and get a lot more experience in the MLS, you know. And also, U23 qualifiers coming up. So I would like to be a part of, part of that, you know. Do you feel like after you left that camp mm -hmm. that you left a pretty good impression? I feel like I did really well. Like you got great, you got good feedback. Great feedback. Yeah, that's good. I mean, because that's another that's another door for you mm -hmm. in a way, um, and and from a family standpoint, I mean, you've got your cousin. Yeah. You've got Tim Tim Weah, um, so those are things that you know. I would think it's almost nice for you to have somebody, even though he's a, a couple years younger than you. Yeah, three years. That you can kind of talk about certain experience mm -hmm. that a young player goes through. Yeah, I talk to the, I talk to him all the time, every day. Who, if he's running at you, and you're defending him, is he getting past you, or are you winning the ball back? 
I'll definitely have to kick him. <laughs> You'll kick him. I'll I mean, it's to, not a clean I, win, I though. To, I mean, just just to put a little bit of fear, you know, saying respect me, you know. Okay, he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's it's got to be fun when when everybody in your family gets together and mm-hmm. can just talk about soccer. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned, uh, and we'll close with this one. You mentioned over the break. I didn't really go anywhere. I just went home. Mm-hmm. Um, you still love the city? Definitely. I'm always in the city. Like, is there anywhere Times else Square. you'd you'd rather say that you're from and be part of? Um, well, when I was six, like I said, I moved to Florida. Yeah. Um, Florida was pretty nice. And but I you're a city in, guy. I was, I was, yeah, I was living in Miramar, but we moved back because it was kind of boring. So yeah. New York is the place to be, man. New York is the place to be. Kyle, I appreciate coming by, uh, giving us some time. I'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend against Chicago. Obviously, the rest of the season. I think the U23 thing is great. I'm, I, I know the entire organization is, is proud of you to be part of that. I hope that next step in terms of the qualifiers and things like that, I hope that uh, becomes part of what's now a regular thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great to catch up and spend some time with you. Thank you. That is Kyle Duncan. He is off to get cleaned up, not changing the look, but just a little bit tighter, <laughs> maybe around the sides. We'll see him against the Chicago Fire. Stick around. Quick timeout for us here. We'll be back with Tom Barlow on the other side. It's our Players Only podcast, kicking it on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Download the New York Red Bulls app today to stay up to date on everything New York Red Bulls. Buy, share, and scan your tickets. Get all the latest news and content and listen to New York Red Bulls radio in English and Spanish. Then flip to arena mode to find concessions near your location and get real-time answers from the Red Bulls chatbot. Available now on iOS and Android or visit NewYorkRedBulls.com for more information. Always good to spend some time with some of the younger guys on the New York Red Bull roster. Good segment with Kyle Duncan as New York looking forward to getting back up and going on Friday night with the Chicago Fire in town. And we are super excited to be joined here by Tom Barlow, who, as you were just walking in the door, you thought my shirt was a St. Louis Cardinals shirt. A little quick smile on your face. It's not that, though there is a logo that somewhat resembles it. This is a pretty cool time to be someone who's from that area of the country. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I uh, yeah, I thought it was. I'm rocking a St. Louis shirt right now, so I thought yours was a St. Louis. But yeah, it's pretty cool, uh, especially the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. Um, it's just been crazy back at home. So uh, I haven't been back, but uh, just talking to some friends and family, uh, it's been pretty cool. You know, you think of it for for a, uh, an area of the country that has had teams thinking NFL come and go, and almost like. It's been such a cardinal city for so long to now have the Blues be as good as they have been the last couple of years, culminated obviously with the Stanley Cup this year. Um, are, are you like a St. Louis guy through and through, every team, every sport? Yeah, yeah. I like uh, – I mean, the Rams, I would go to Rams games and stuff. I wasn't the biggest football fan, but uh, I enjoyed watching the games. Um, so, But, yeah, the baseball and, uh, and the hockey have been awesome. They Both teams have – always done pretty well but the blues have never been able to to win it so that was huge for the city and uh yeah it was cool to see the whole city come together but yeah i love all the st louis sports teams i mean listen though right now you must despise the rams you probably <laughs> despise the cardinals who used to be in st louis oh so many years ago um where now and you listen to some of the talk that goes on major league soccer they continue their expansion and St. Louis has been one of those cities that's been talked about as a, as a possible expansion site. Um, you being from that area, it, it seems like it would be a pretty good fit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I know the city's been pushing for it. Um, uh, it's just been, uh, you know, 
they had the vote a little while ago and it didn't go through, but they've still been pushing forward. But it's such a great soccer city. Um, you know, I grew up watching St. Louis University uh, and stuff like that. So they have, I think, still the most national titles. And there's a lot of guys that have come out of St. Louis to play. So it would be really cool to see them, uh, you know, get an MLS team. You know, you've kind of, uh, I'll say, burst on the scene this, this year. I know last year you had a really good year with Red Bull too. Uh, but then you get yourself that MLS contract um, score that goal against Atlanta. When you do that and when that happens, and let's look at it two different ways. When you find out that you're getting that MLS contract, what's the first thought that goes through your head? I was just excited, really. I mean, I got the call from Dennis. Um, he told me they were going to sign me. Uh, it was just like a dream come true. You know, I came in this year wanting uh, my goal is to have a good start. Uh, I thought I did pretty well, and, you know, they gave me a chance, and so – uh, every time I, they, you know, they call my name, I want to come in and prove myself and, you know, help the team win. And, you know, they gave me the chance to do that against Atlanta. And, uh, you know, luckily I was able to step up and, and help the team. And, you know, but, yeah, it's been great. It's been a dream come true. So I'm then, excited. yeah, the part two of that is actually scoring that yeah. goal yeah. against Atlanta. So, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the MLS team now. When you have that moment, you said you were excited when you signed your contract. Yeah. You were ridiculously excited <laughs> scoring that goal. I was so pumped. Yeah, I didn't even know what to my celebration. I didn't even know what to do. I was just the celebration was, so, was, was like straight flex yeah, almost. I like, know. I was just so excited. I just, I guess I flexed a little bit, started pounding my chest. I, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, in the moment, I'm just so, just so pumped, so excited. What what happens? Let's say during during the course of a season for a guy who's in his first year in in Major League Soccer. Because listen, like anything else in life, there's ups and there's downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you being one of the newer guys on the roster, probably not always a hundred percent sure. Am I getting in this game? Am I not getting in this game? Am I starting? Am I going to be part of the eighteen? Uh, at times, maybe now, do I go back to Red Bull too just to get a game to make sure that my fitness levels are up? Is it difficult to maybe deal with all of those questions on a on a day in day out basis? Um, yeah, a little bit, but for me, I, I just try to I try to stick to kind of what I know, control what I can control. So you know, I love coming in every day and training, um, whether that's with the USL team or the first team. Um, you know, every day is a chance to get better. So uh, I just I I look forward to that every day and staying after, getting here before, always doing little things to to try to improve my game. Um, just so that when my name is called, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, contribute and, uh, you know, and score and, and, and help the team win and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it is, a, it is a little tough. But, you know, what, what can you do at the end of the day except for, you know, just keep playing and keep working hard and trying to get better and keep improving. So part of that answer, the get better, work on your opportunity when you have them and score. Mm-hmm. I mean, really for you, that's the name of the game, isn't it? When you're a striker at whatever level, whether it's, college high school youth soccer now professional soccer if you're the guy who's playing up top your job ultimately is put the ball in the back of the net yeah yeah i mean that's what people basically judge a striker on you know is how many times they can they can finish and uh for me i mean ever since i was little that's all i've really enjoyed doing is you know it's no better feeling than than scoring and, and celebrating with your team and um, so I try to do that as often as I can. So, so take me inside a little bit the, the mind of a striker because being associated with the game for as long as I have, you being a player, I'm sure you've heard this. people say this. The hardest thing to do in soccer is to score a goal because mm-hmm. you look. I mean, you don't see many 
I'm thinking of a game that my nine-year-old played this year. It was like 11, 10. And we don't see those games in professional soccer. What makes it so difficult to take that ball and put it in the back of the net? I just, I mean, the MLS level, I just, the defenders are smarter. It's harder to get them behind. It's, um, it's the goalies are better. Um, yeah, it's just tough, but, uh, you just keep working on it and you, I guess the keys have a, you know, short memory too, because obviously you're going to miss chances. Um, not everything's going to go in the back of the net. So you got to just let it go and focus on the next one. And, uh, eventually once you get that, that first one, I feel like for me, especially, uh, after getting the first one, they start to come uh, more and more, which is which is nice. So yeah, just let it go and just keep keep moving forward and keep uh, creating chances. Yeah. You know, um, when I do come up, depending on the day, I I this today was actually a perfect day because I like being here the day before a game because. Mm-hmm. I know one of the things that always takes place the day before the game is that three-on-two drill that you guys do. That seems to be, now maybe I'm wrong, but that seems to be almost every single player's favorite game to be involved with. It's fun, yeah, because it's it's quick, it's fast-paced, obviously a lot of goals, but, uh, you know, obviously you're trying to defend too, keep the ball in the net, but, uh, yeah, ultimately it's it's everyone's favorite game, I I think, just because... It's fast, and, and you know you get to score, which you, is fun. Your team today came out on the. We lost actually. I was going to let you say that. One. I didn't yeah. want to get into yeah. it. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, it was a bummer. Um, yeah, they came out and uh, they put they put a couple in right away, and we kind of got behind a little bit, and it was tough to come back. But uh, that happens. But uh, we'll try to get them back next time. You know, in in training today, and and people have been talking about it. Obviously, you, you see um, Brad back out on mm-hmm. the on the training pitch, and kind of now more fully integrated, coming back from his injury a little bit. What, what, what's your relationship like with a guy like that that's been in the league for so long, that's had success, that's scored so many goals, and now what does Tom Barlow, first year in Major League Soccer, try and pick up from somebody like that? Yeah, uh, no, he's obviously an unbelievable player. He's an even better person, uh, so humble, and um, just the way he goes about his business and who he is, he's a, he's a great guy. But for me um, – you know, I, I try to just kind of pick his brain whenever I can, uh, you know, any advice he has, even during the game, you know, like you see this, you see that. Um, and uh, he's been he's been awesome uh, for me um, and just, you know, giving me little hints and um, uh, little things to work on or, or look out for. And um, so our relationship's really good. Um, but, yeah, as you know, he's a vet and uh, he's been through it and he's he's been so successful here. So for me, just, to, you know, keep picking his brain, keep learning from him. So I'll pick up little things here and there. And then on the flip side, how about the relationship that you and Brian White have? Because yeah. you guys are both about – you got a big smile on your face yeah. already. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to this answer. Yeah. You guys are both about the same age. Mm-hmm. You play the same position. So there's naturally a little bit of competition there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen it in training, and you can almost tell just the way that the two of you are around each other. There's a good relationship there as well. Yeah, yeah. No, he's the man. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're the same age, but I learn a lot from him. Uh, so I try to pick up things from uh, from him. Um, he's doing a great job. But yeah, it's it's friendly competition. You know, obviously you're always competing for uh, you know the starting role or getting into a game and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, he works hard and um, and yeah, we have a great relationship. So we just try to work off one another and and you know just keep improving, getting better. Uh, we'll stay around after and do finishing with each other and all that stuff. So it's it's good competition. You know, it seems like, um, and I noticed this last year, doing a couple of USL games, having the chance to, to meet and talk with you, and, and even more so a little bit this year, you seem like a pretty easygoing, 
smile on your face kind of guy. Um, What gets Tom Barlow angry? Oh, um, other than let's say if Boston would have won the Stanley Cup, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Not too much, honestly, I guess, you know, sometimes I, I'll find myself like during a game or something, you know, if, if I'm getting, uh, you know, sometimes defenders like to, you know, do stuff to kind of throw you off a little bit. And sometimes that irritates me sometimes, but you know, I kind of use it towards, you know, to get back at them by, you know, getting in behind more or something and trying to score. But I don't know. I, I try not to let too many things get to me. Uh, cause I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty easy going and just like that fun and, uh, enjoy myself. So Tom Barlow joining us here on our monthly players only podcast called kicking it. Red Bulls coming up again, Chicago, uh, as the international break kind of comes to a close couple of guys still off and playing with their national teams. Um, how about the international break? You know, li- listen, the, the way that the team had played going into Philadelphia and into new England w- was fantastic. And then you kind of hit those two games and it's a little bit of a, of a downer. I would think going into, well, we could have had this amazing pat ourselves on the back type of moment, get the points in Philadelphia, maybe still alive in the Open Cup. Instead, um, two, two hard losses to, to deal with, and then you get this long break. Players would say the break came at a good time. We needed to get away for a little bit. Um, but in another way, obviously, you'd want to still be in that competition in the Open Cup. How important is it in the middle of a season, essentially, because you being a formal, a former collegiate player, you don't get that break. I mean, it's full go once you get up and going. You basically get a couple weeks to not have a game. What's that like? Yeah, um, yeah. For us, obviously, we had those two those two tough games. Um, uh, so it is nice to you know get a little break and uh, uh, get some time away you know from the game a little bit just to kind of rest your mind, um, rest the body a little bit. Um, so you can come back and, you know, be more hungry. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to get a little break. Uh, feels good. But, we're you know, you don't want to be away too long. So it feels good to be back and, and with the group. Um, but, yeah, it was good. Good experience for you four years at Wisconsin as you look back at it. Like, you know, you think in the way that soccer has gone with academies and homegrown signees, um, you're an example. A guy like Brian White is an example. A couple other guys on the team. You go through your time in college to grow up there rather than through the academy system. Um, any regrets doing it that way? None. None. I absolutely love Wisconsin. Um, the people I met there, uh, the soccer team, the coaches, everything was, was awesome. And I felt like I really matured and, and grew into the person I am today uh, being there the four years and uh, my coaches were unbelievable, and I actually I learned I learned a ton there. So, uh, I, no regrets at all. It was an awesome experience. Are you so you? We've already discussed that you're full on St. Louis. Are you still completely locked into what goes on at Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, I try to keep up with the, as much as I can. You know, with uh, I keep in touch with my coach, a lot of my teammates. Um, you know, I follow all this stuff on the social media, so I try to keep up. With the, you know, with as as much uh, things as possible, but. Uh, I haven't been back there actually since I left, so that's one thing I, I want to do. Um, but yeah, I, I try to keep up with it. Um, I remember when we had Evan Laurel on, and he was talking about being at Michigan. He made the claim that if he had decided to do it, 
he would have been the best field goal kicker that Michigan would have ever had. Did you have any interaction? Because, listen, that's Big Ten country. That's football country, essentially. Not that the soccer's not great. Yeah. Did you have any any kind of interaction with any of the with any of the football guys? Like, hey, listen, I'll come up and I'll, I'll, I'll show you basically how to kick the ball rather than what you do. Actually, so it's kind of funny. The, the kicker at Wisconsin, he's a Brazilian guy. Um, and so he loves soccer. So he was actually – he was always hanging out with the, with the soccer team and uh, – uh, he'd come out when we were playing and kick the ball with us and stuff like that. So he'd let us kick a few balls every once in a while. Um, but yeah, it's it's different, you know. It's a different technique. But uh, yeah, I feel like I don't know. Maybe back in the day, if you picked it up a little bit, uh, going out there and kicking, uh, you might be able to, you know, to do it. Like Evan said, but it's tough. Let's talk a little bit um, as as we kind of close this up. Let's talk about the second part of the season now for New York because. Um, the game against Chicago coming up later on will be the 17th game. So that's the official close of the first half of the season, though most would have said with this break, you're kind of moving into the second part of the year mm-hmm. right now. Um, the, the road has been a little bit of a, of a yo-yo, essentially. Yeah. Very windy, some ups, some downs. What is the expectation that you, the rest of the team, has going into the second part of the year? You know, we're yeah after this little break I mean we're hungry um, you know once we get all of our, our whole team back together uh, after the international break and obviously this game coming up tomorrow uh, yeah we're hungry we want to go into each game uh, ready prepared uh, obviously trying to get three points every time but you know we obviously we want to make that uh, that playoff run again like they did last year um, and I want to be there to, to help contribute and but yeah we're ready we're excited um, no slowing down no slowing down we're ready I want to finish with one thing. Um, your experience that you had last year and your experience that you had uh, this year as well at the beginning part of the year with, with Red Bull 2 and how important that was for you to develop a little bit more. And everybody always says, understand the system here at, um, at Red Bull because I'm sure there's things that you would do different at Red Bull 2, but essentially the principles are the same. Was that year last year really important? Because like any other player, and you actually mentioned it before, you get drafted and you want to you wanna skip a step, essentially. You don't want to necessarily go to the USL. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with it. Yeah. You'd love to be right on the senior roster right away. Mm-hmm. How important was that year for you last year and even the first part of this season to the development of Tom Barlow? Yeah, extremely. Um, like you said, the, you know, fitting into the system. So as soon as I got here, uh, obviously, you know, we pressed a lot. So I felt like when, when I got here, I – I felt like I, I was just running around, you know, and um, but working with uh, with John and Ibra and all those guys, uh, they uh, they've really helped me um, understand the system, uh, the different tactics, um, and yeah, it's really just you know helped me develop into you know the player I am right now. So uh, it's been huge, and uh, uh, it was a great great experience for me. I'm gonna finish with this one, and I've been waiting for the end because I always like to try and have one little quick one before we go. Um, you are known essentially for your speed mm-hmm. on the team. Who is the fastest guy on the team? You've been – I've heard rumblings that it, it could be you. Yeah, is that's that what true? I heard too. I, I don't know. I mean, because uh, they keep track of our – I guess our top speeds and stuff with the GPS stuff. Uh, I mean, you look – I've been I, up there, but I, I know Kamar. Kamar would be a guy. Yeah, There's you in a straight-on foot race. Who's winning? Length of the soccer field, who's winning? Oh. 
don't know. Hey, he's not here. Yeah. Right? He's with Jamaica right now. I'd like right to now, say so, myself. So he I might say, not even hear this. I'd say my long legs, once I get him going a little bit, you know, my stride might might help me. But Half field, he might win. Yeah. Longer field, you but could I've, win. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. Maybe. All right. This was fun, Tom. I appreciate yeah. you coming by, giving us uh, some time, especially right before a game. Um, look forward to, to what you do for the rest of the year. Keep that smile on your face. And listen, you can walk around and say, Stanley Cup champs, St. Louis Blues. Hopefully at the end of the year, it'll be MLS Cup champs, <laughs> New York yeah. Red Bulls. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. appreciate it. Tom Barlow joining us here on our Players Only Podcast, Kicking It. We thank Kyle Duncan. We thank Tom Barlow. We thank Gordon Stevenson, our technical man. I'm Matt Harmon. We'll see you later on at the arena. New York Red Bulls and the Chicago Fire should be a good one. As always, make sure you like, rate, review. Check us out on the New York Red Bulls radio network.